those nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry-free. Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. Dick Johnson from DJ Art, and you're on Inside Supercar. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. This week on Inside Supercars, we have a Sydney roundtable, and we're joined by Auto Actions' Gary O'Brien. Gary, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Craig. Good to talk to you again. It's been a while, and I haven't got COVID, but it's a little bit of a niggle cough. <laughs> and, of course, Checker Flag Media's Lachlan Mansell. Great to have you back on the show too, Lockie. Yeah, good to be back on the show, Craig. It's been a while since I've been on the Inside Supercars uh, version of your show, so good to be back and just looking forward to getting back to a racetrack as I think all of us are at the moment. Mm. And thinking about it, this is probably only the second journo roundtable that we've done this year because we've been focusing on uh, other issues, but I, I thought it was timely, both of you uh, fellas coming from Sydney and uh, having had your experience of the long lockdown which uh, Melbourneites all went through last year and probably still going through this year. But uh, when racing gets started, you have got four races, the Quad Trilogy at Sydney Motorsport Park. So first of all, Lockie, we've known a little bit about what you've been doing this year, but how about this lockdown? How have you managed to keep yourself sane with not much motor racing to go with? Well, fortunately, I've been able to keep myself busy with a lot of Bob motorsport stuff. I mean, obviously, there's my reality television exploits, which have been well documented. But been doing some work on the Kyle and Jackie O breakfast show on Kiss FM here in Sydney as well, which not motorsport related, but it's kept me busy and I've learned a lot. And it's actually been a pretty awesome experience. But can't wait to be back at a racetrack. And I think probably the other thing as well is, um, and we saw a lot of it last year as well, when people are in a lockdown motorsport enthusiasts and competitors turn to online sim racing to get their competitive fix and once again we've seen quite a, a competitive and entertaining supercars a series in which i was actually fortunate enough to compete albeit not very successfully in the last round and gary with auto action we're going to come back to Lockie in the e-series in a moment gary you write normally half of auto actions pages <laughs> how, I do you, say half. <laughs> how do you fill it with you can't get to a motor race well yeah we've got contacts throughout the country uh there's been lots of off-road rally hill climbs still happening particularly in queensland western australia um, we've got uh, off-road in the Northern Territory and um, we've got contributors supplying information in from South Australia. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Victoria's been out of the loop, but uh, Tassie's still having bits and pieces going on, so we've been fortunate enough to cover those events as well. Um, just a couple of other little little things in the uh, irons in the fire that's been going on. But um, my 
back to race circuit starts on the 23rd of October, fortunately. We've got a race meeting at Sydney Motorsport Park just for one day, and I think it goes into the evening uh, for Motor Racing Australia uh, with Terry Denovan series. And then, believe it or not, there's a state round at Wakefield Park that goes uh, October 23, 24. So I'm going to have to be two places at once, at least on the Saturday. But uh, we'll find a way around it. And then, of course, We've got that uh, four weekends in a row at Sydney Motorsport Park, one weekend off, uh, which was scheduled to be around the state championship, but it got canned by the ARDC uh, due to uh, not very much uh, optimism as regarding uh, having officials at that one. Gary, you put your auto action hat on, and can you write us a review of the, the young upcoming star of the E-Series, Lachlan Mansell? <laughs> well, he was going all right until he opened his mouth. <laughs> He's just tracking along, voided all the carnage at the start, which is uh, pretty wise, and it's always good to get out of all that, and was tracking along fairly high. I think he was in the high teens at one stage, he had a 31 starters, and unfortunately he's had a couple of loops there when got conned into talking while driving, and that's never a good option unless you're a Peter Brock or a Dick Johnson. Lockie, there's a lot of trash normally talked by drivers. It sounds like you were pretty much fixated on uh, doing the job there when you were out there racing. Yeah, I attempted to emulate my idol, Neil Crompton, by commentating and driving at the same time and failed miserably, it has to be said. Actually, I think Gary was being um, pretty kind to me there. The reason that I avoided all of the carnage at the start was because I was so slow in qualifying when I started last <laughs> on the grid. So I had time to avoid all of the drama that was happening in front of me. Um it was a lot of fun, but my, my lap times were not competitive. In fact, I think when you look at my qualifying times, I've worked out that I was only, I think, four-tenths of a second away from not qualifying within the 105%. So if it had been a real-life race, then I would have been in real danger of having to go up to the stewards and explain to them why I should be allowed to start the race. And taken a heap of signatures with you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, not not my most successful um, outing in, in motorsport, but like I said, it was a lot of fun and certainly very entertaining. And it gives you a new appreciation for when you do do a lot of sim race commentating, what's going on in the heads of the drivers. A hundred percent. And I think just, you know, the iRacing platform is, it is very realistic and, Obviously, the the handling and the, the behaviour of the car, it's not going to 100% reflect what it's like in the real world, but in terms of the process that you have to go through with qualifying and getting the best out of a set of tyres, and then during a race as well, uh, where you've got a compulsory pit stop, making sure that you manage that procedure properly, there is quite a lot in common with real-life motorsport, and I think that... A lot of drivers have been using it as quite a valuable mental preparation tool. You, you talk to people who have had success in the, the A-racing like Shane Van Gisbergen and Anton Di Pasquale, and they will tell you that while it's not a substitute in terms of the transferable skills between driving on the sim and driving a real car, in terms of preparing mentally for being able to concentrate and focus and and psych yourself up for qualifying or for a race start, there is actually quite a bit in common. We're going to be in your hometown for four races, the Quad Trilogy at Sydney Motorsport Park. Were you surprised, Gary, that they decided just to go with the traditional gardener layout rather than try and use some of the alternate versions of the track? 
I'm not surprised, but I would have loved to have seen the Druid circuit used it for one of the events. Um, probably not the Brabham circuits to to Mickey Mouse up through the after turn six. It's just too too tight, and I don't think that would make a very interesting spectacle. Um, no passing opportunities, but they say that about the Druid circuit. But why not give it a go? You know, like we're going to put it by the end of November. If those drivers won't need any practice at all, they'll know that place, every bump, every crack, all the way around the 3.9 kilometres. Lockie, what about you? Did you hope for more than what's been offered in the track layout? Yeah, I agree with Gary on that. I thought they might have used the the Druid circuit. I think one of the reasons that they decided just to stick with the traditional Gardner circuit is because... As you you sort of touched on before with officials and the fact that we're potentially going to have quite a few race officials having to do four weekends of work in a row, they didn't want to make it too complex, um, I suppose you could say, for the officials. So they've decided to keep it simple and keep all four events on the same circuit. But, of course, if you were to run on the Druid circuit, you actually wouldn't need as many officials to run on that layout. But... Anyway, one of the good things is that they have introduced a variety of race formats and a variety of different uh, tyre allocations for those four events as well. So even though the track layout is the same for all four events, there'll still be a fair bit of variation in what happens with uh, with tyres and race formats, which hopefully will mix up the results a bit. And Lockie, starting with the, what is it, Bunnings Trade Super Sprint or Super Night, we do see that is the only three-day event with a Friday practice session, the second one being at night. The rest of the race meetings from memory are, oh no, uh, with the Borough Pair Sydney Night 250, that's the only other one that goes to the three-day format. Correct, and there's a combination of night races and daytime races as well. So, for example, the the second of the four events has got two out of the three races at night. The third event has all three races at daytime, and then the, um, the Bow Repairs Sydney Super Night, which is the, the twin 250k format that you refer to, it has one of the 250k races at night and the other one during the daytime. So... Um, like you say, a mixture of different formats. There'll be uh, some rounds where you've got a mixture of soft and hard tyres. The third event has um, a single compound tyre formula, which is all um, the Dunlop soft compound tyre. And then the 250k races for the uh, the fourth event, the Bow Repair Sydney Super Night, they're actually giving the drivers a couple of sets of the super soft compound tyres, which they have to use during the races, which that'll be very interesting because Sydney Motorsport Park, as we've seen, it's a very high tyre degradation circuit. So to have the super soft, which is the softest of the available three compounds of Dunlop control tyres, it'll be interesting to see how the teams manage it because it'll give them a burst of speed, but that burst of speed will erode very quickly as the tyre degrades. Fascinating, Gary, that they have gone with so many changes over the course of the four weekends. When we think about the rugby league season, which we were talking on air, it's on the same shape field, and in rugby league it's exactly the same shape field, with the exact same 40 minutes each half. Well, sort of is, but you can imagine um, they've replaced the helium field 
football with an airfield, one that we used to use years ago, that might make a bit of a difference. Um, the hard tyres going to burn it. I, the super soft, I'm, I'm sceptical a little bit about that because, A, they won't be roaded because they can't use them in practice or qualifying. And B, we're found to be more durable than what uh, what we expected. So who knows how that might work out. <laughs> and that's a bit of an unknown too because they won't really uh, get a feel for it until they're actually out there in the first race. Yeah, it could make for some interesting first couple of laps. Do you like the fact that they've gone to the 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 500, the Twin 250 format in the last race, Gary? Would have probably preferred it the first one, um, but that's all right. <laughs> Obviously, the drivers will be well climatized to doing a 1,000 kilometres of Bathurst on the strength of possibly doing, you know, at least 500 k's up there or perhaps even longer as the lead drivers anyway. So, yeah, that's a, any drama really with that. They do have a uh, two-week break before they've got to do the, the thousand, even though they'll be in the cars probably from about Wednesday or Thursday the following week. Lockie, do you think they really missed a, an opportunity to have a day-night 500 and also then the opportunity to have the co-drivers at least get one race under their belt? I, I think probably the, the biggest challenge would have been the logistics, Craig. So... Um, you know, to have a, a 500k race, given the rigmarole that a lot of the teams are already going to have to go through to relocate for weeks on end, to to throw a 500k endurance race with co-drivers at them, that might have just been a little bit too much. The co-drivers are at least going to get some time uh, during the additional drivers session on the Friday of that Bow Repairs Sydney Super Knife event. And I think the other good thing is that that's also going to encompass a round of the Dunlop Super 2 and Super 3 series, which we know that some of the co-drivers are competing in as well. And, in fact, on that topic, I'm, I'm interested to get Gary's thoughts on this as well, but support categories. So we know that the Dunlop Super 2 and Super 3 series are there, but I haven't heard a lot of other news about potential support categories other than a bit of gossip um, from my, my contacts in the industry. So I've heard rumours that we might see some New South Wales state-level categories at a couple of events. I've heard that Porsche Carrera Cup probably won't be making an appearance because of the Queensland border closure. It just makes it too difficult for the Queensland teams to be able to travel to it. And apart from that, I haven't heard much else about support categories. What have you heard, Gary? Um, I believe TCM will be on that last weekend. That's the current word I'm hearing. Um, as for the other three, there's no whisper at all. And there's maybe Toyotas at one of those events as well, possibly the last one as they gear up to go to Bathurst. So I suspect that you're going to see a lot of the traditional categories that support supercars will be at that last event, as you mentioned, Super 2, Super 3, um, <coughs> etc. Um, the other events, very much... Would love to see uh, the state championship categories get a run. They're missing out on their state championship round, which is uh, last weekend of November, first weekend of December. So why not? Uh, sorry, just last weekend of December, uh, November. But why not? Because they've lost a round, why not uh, jump in and put a couple of categories mm-hmm. on each week to fulfil their state championship obligations? And maybe Motorsport Australia should be. Uh, pushing for that just so that everyone's entitled to. I know that they have a state championship meeting at Wakefield Park on October 23, 24, but I'm sure that 
there'll be a couple of categories that won't get a run there. They could be the first week and then the second and third week can be taken up with some of the categories that did run down near Goulburn. Yeah, well, the thing about that 23rd and 24th of October state round that's scheduled for Wakefield Park is there's a big question mark over that because I'm not sure that regional travel in New South Wales is going to be allowed by the time we get to, to that weekend. Um, I think they're talking about the 25th of October is when regional travel will be allowed to resume, which you would think would actually put that Wakefield Park event in jeopardy because a lot of the competitors based out of Sydney wouldn't be allowed to travel to it. So, oh. Um, well, more, more reason to uh, throw yeah. a few more state categories at the Sydney Motorsport Park events. And, yeah, I, I agree. And, and great categories we've got. You know, you've got New South Wales Production Touring. You've got HQ Holdens. Um, Mazda RX-8 Cup would be another one, which would be a good fit. Improved Productions, Sports Sedans, Super Sports. You know, really good categories, Gary, which you and I have commentated on a lot of those races over the years, and I reckon that uh, the spectators would love to see them in action. Yeah, indeed, I agree. The other question, too, is whilst supercar teams and officials are all required to get their vaccinations up to date, as of uh, a few moments ago, there was still no ticketing that I could find on any of the websites. So it looks like we're not going to see any crowd at Sydney Motorsport Park, and I think it's still up in the air for Bathurst. I think the camping sites have all been booked, haven't they? Well, they were booked from uh, early in the year, so uh, I think there'd still be a hold on those at least. Um, I assume that some of the pit um, camping areas will be removed because of the extra categories running there, and they'll need the space, the trailers and perhaps even some more marquees to be uh, pushed further back into that camping area. In fact, apologies, I've gone to Ticketek and Ticketek is showing that you can go there to book tickets. So uh, I will correct myself now because I was trying to get the tickets through the supercar website, but I just uh, thought I'd try a different way. And yes, there are tickets available and a, a number of trackside reserve grandstand, trackside vehicle parking, unreserved grandstand, an unreserved grandstand upgrade, but I think you'd be struggling to see anyone in the pits but for the teams. Unless you, of course, you double back, so you might, well, you can't get in unless you double back, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they police that one. I, I know both of you guys are, and obviously you need to have your Medicare app to be able to carry your, your, your registry of vaccinations with you, otherwise I don't know how you'd be able to prove it. And well, yeah, a PDF, a PDF just, on your phone would work. Yeah, it's really easy. So when I got my second COVID vaccine, I reckon within 12 hours of me getting it, it generated uh, via the Medicare app a, I think it's called a vaccine passport, and you can actually download it to the um, Apple wallet if you have an iPhone. So I don't think it'll be that hard to, to police. It does increase the cost, doesn't it, to put on the event? And that is one thing that uh, supercars would be mindful of in their current position where they're trying to show what a great buy they are. They didn't want to really go up to Queensland because the Victorian team said we did a lot of travelling last year. So they've sort of gone for the middle ground, Gary. Well, there was another issue with Queensland as well. There's uh, There's an isolation period going back into Queensland, but at the moment that's about a six week wait. So if you, by the time you finish Bathurst, you're a Queenslander and the rules haven't changed up there, you'll miss Christmas in Queensland. 
maybe the new year as well. And when we remember Lockie last year after Bathurst, most of the teams were going to Byron and doing a bit of fishing before they even tried to get back. Yeah, which I'm not sure that you'll even be being allowed to do that this year because at the moment all of New South Wales is classified as being a hotspot if you want to get back into Queensland. So fingers crossed that um, a bit of common sense can at least prevail, especially for people who are double vaccinated. I mean, having to, to wait six weeks just seems ridiculous and, and you know, complete and utter overkill in my view. But anyway, that's another soapbox opinion piece on the political state of the nation for another day, I think. Well, Gary, I know how much of a rugby fan you are, not just the league, but the union as well for the people who don't know the difference. The good thing about the whole state being marked as a uh, as a hot zone is that when you decide to have your three or four days uh, you know, up the central coast or somewhere else in the state, at least you're not going to be locked out of Sydney Motorsport Park at the end of it, unlike the Argentinian team that decided to go to New South <laughs> Wales when they were playing yeah. up in Queensland. Didn't, didn't read the rules properly and obviously ruined that because uh, the Wallabies gave them a fair touch-up in that last test that they had at uh, the, the stadium on... Uh, The question really was, which team do you think in supercars would be the one most likely to do an Argentinian travel travel bubble? Uh, (laughs) It's hard to say because I don't think they'll worry about it until after Baptist is over. And if a Queensland team wins, I don't care. I don't think (laughs) 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 I'll be too busy celebrating. And uh, knowing that there'll probably be some after parties in Baptist as well as presentations and not only for supercars, for support categories that will <laughs> complete their championship. So, um, yeah, I think there might be uh, not too much to worry about at this stage. I'm, it's a bit hard to tell, isn't it, now, exactly where everyone will end up after it and how, how will the Victorian teams go getting back before Christmas as well. Yeah, Lockie, it, it, we make fun of the Argentinian situation, but it is a big commitment that all these guys are making once again, guys and girls, to get this championship done. There's a lot of money riding on it. They have to have so many events because it's money that matters and it's TV that matters in this case. They have to get make sure they get their TV deal completed. A hundred percent, and that's the reason. It's the lesser of two evils, and we saw it last year as well, that yes, the teams have to spend money to, to be on the road for that long so that they can keep the championship going, but it's necessary that they do that to make sure that the revenue, particularly the uh, the television revenue, keeps flowing. And just on that subject as well, I think one of the things that a lot of people maybe haven't appreciated fully is that while supercars can continue to operate because it is a professional category and you've got drivers and mechanics and engineers who are employed and, and it's their job, a lot of the support categories, Carrera Cup, TCR, Touring Car Masters, Aussie Racing Cars, even Super 2 and Super 3, a lot of those categories, they've got drivers who are not professional and they've also got mechanics and engineers who in a lot of cases are not it's not their full-time job. They work other jobs during the week and then they come in as contractors for race events on weekends. And that's why, while supercars has been able to continue, a lot of those other national categories have been severely disrupted. And and it looks like that, uh, particularly in the case of Carrera Cup, we may not get enough events in this year to actually constitute a series. So 
you know, when you look particularly at, at the young guns, and I'm talking about drivers in categories like National Formula Ford as well, the seat time that they've missed out on over the last couple of years as a result of those those national categories not running full seasons, it's affected their driver development. Um, you know, you look at, at young kids like Tom Sargent and Noah Sands, for example, in National Formula Ford, their career trajectory has probably been set back by a couple of years just as a result of the fact that they've not had the seat time that they would normally expect to have. So you're going to get a delayed progression. I think there's going to be a lot of young drivers who might not have been ready as early as what they normally would be to, to step up to whatever the next category is. And as a result of that, it has a flow-on effect as well, um, Gary and Craig, to the top level of the sport, where you might see in supercars drivers who are close to retirement. I'm thinking James Courtney, Mark Winterbottom, Fabian Coulthard, drivers who are uh, sort of the, the the senior end of their career in supercars, maybe now sticking around a bit longer than you might have previously expected them to because you don't have this flow of young drivers being ready yet to make the progression to a full-time supercars drive because they haven't had the, the seat time to prepare themselves adequately for it. I agree. Yeah, it makes sense that the, the more time you spend in the car, the quicker you're going to get, whether it's racing or practice whatever, um, those test days are just as important as a race day. So uh, you got a point there, Lockie. Uh, I noticed you did mention two of your clients and no one else, but we'll let that fly. Of course, always, always have to get in with the shameless self-promotion. <laughs> and, and to continue on plugging Lockie's clients, uh, we'll say that you can hear Noah Sands talk about what this two years of COVID-19 is like on Inside Motorsport at sportradio.com.au where we spoke to Noah about uh, just how little racing he's been able to do over that time and we'll continue the plug of Lockie's clients. Lachlan Manifa also had a chance to talk about things like that who's that little bit further along his uh, development arc. We uh, initially set up to talk about Sydney Motorsport Park but of course then it goes to the big one, to Bathurst. The news this week that... Scotty's out, Alex is in at Shell V Power Racing, Dick Johnson Racing. Gary, your thoughts? How big a blow is not having the Rookie of the Year coming back and the defending cha- the Supercars champion, of course, coming back for Bathurst? Yeah, I don't know how big a blow it'll be. Obviously, Scotty, the, the most talented driver, probably up on, a, on a par with Shane Van Gisbergen at the moment. It's the two best going around, but um, Alex and has raced with Will in the past, so uh, they know each other fairly well. And, and Alex is no slouch either. Um, it'll be down to the car, and um, I think that while uh, DJR have, um, weren't really on the ball at the start, they certainly picked up their act by the time they got to the bend in South Australia. So um, I think they've got the pace now. It's probably been overshadowed a bit by what uh, Shane did earlier in the season with getting a string of wins together. And Lockie, it just means that partnerships like uh, Shane and Garth, Craig Lowndes with the GOAT, they are, you know, that's a gold pairings in a situation like we see now. I agree with that and it probably relates to the comments that I was making as well about young drivers and lack of seat time because 
a lot of the younger and less experienced co-drivers, they won't have had the pre-race preparation. Um, and in fact, that, that probably applies to, to all of the co-drivers, which means that the more experienced co-drivers like Garth Tander and Craig Lowndes and also the, the recently retired full-time drivers who are now, um, you know, co-drivers like... Uh, Lee Holdsworth and Michael Caruso, it probably gives them a bit of an advantage now because they have had more recent uh, experience on the mountain in the Bathurst 1000. So we saw it last year with Van Gisbergen and Tanda taking the outright victory and, um, and Cameron Waters and Will Davis and Nixon. Um, and then James, um, sorry, it was Chas Mostyn and Warren Luff, wasn't it? So another very experienced co-driver who was on the podium in third last year. When you have a lack of racing activity throughout the rest of the season, it definitely tends to make those more experienced co-drivers stand out compared to some of the younger ones. And, Gary, we also need to say Sydney has just become the home of supercars because not only are you going to finish 2021, Newcastle's going to start 2022. Well, New South Wales will be the home of uh, supercars then. Uh, Newcastle's fair way out of Sydney. Uh, that's interesting, an interesting call to uh, to go to Newcastle. It could, it could probably, or possibly, turn on Adelaide like weather at that stage of the year as well, in early March. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. And uh, certainly it's a, it's a, it's a circuit that uh, works a driver. Lockie, you excited to hear Newcastle is slated for a return? Yeah, because it's always produced some cracking races when we've gone there in the past. But who would have thought that um, by the time we get to Newcastle at the start of next year, it will mean that New South Wales will have hosted six supercars events in a row. That's unheard of. I I can't remember the last time, if ever, that one state hosted so many events in succession. I don't think it's ever happened before. I think Victoria's had four in a row. Um, I think they've had Phillip Island, Sandown, uh, uh, Albert Park and Winton all started a season off years ago. I'm not sure what year it was and then didn't go back there again. <laughs> I think it might have been about the time when the traditional 500 was at Phillip Island. If memory serves me right. Mm. Mm. It, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, Sydney Siders all, uh, well, the Sydney Siders, New South Welshmen, because primarily... They're the people that are going to be turning up at these events. If they can go back to back to back and then on to Bathurst, because you have to think you're going to be a committed fan to go to any of these events if on the flip side you have a long quarantine. And I guess that's one of the pressures on on Motorsport Australia and supercars is that their officials base for the big weekends aren't just all drawn out of New South Wales. And, Gary, that is going to be a critical, critical piece in the puzzle. Well, my main concern is that you're not only getting officials there from basically sunrise to sunset, they've got to do night duty as well. And on at least two occasions, they're going to be there to all hours, go home, rock up again the next day, and and then um, basically get one weekend off, if that, because they'll be making their way to Bathurst, the ones who are going to do the five or five meetings and uh, set up and be ready to go Tuesday. 
it's a big workload on a on a huge volunteer army, isn't it, Lockie? Yeah, and once again, the border closures are going to create some challenges in that regard as well, because officials who might previously have travelled from interstate to attend, especially Bathurst, it won't be feasible for them to do that. Particularly, again, you're talking about volunteers, people who have other full-time jobs and families and other commitments outside of motorsport. So, I mean, it's already going to be a pretty torn order getting them to do four weekends in a row at Sydney Motorsport Park just for the local New South Wales-based ones. So I've always said that we don't appreciate or give enough recognition to the volunteer officials in this sport, and I'm really hoping that supercars do something very, very special for all of the officials this year because without them and, and without their commitment and dedication, it would not be possible to do what we're doing. And Gary, you'll love this, another shameless plug, but on Inside Motorsport this week, we actually spoke to Motorsport Australia about how to become an official and the steps in place. And for the big events, of course, you need to get a, a few events under your belt. Well, right now is the time. If you've thought about becoming a motorsport official, Get, get signed up, get, start getting your accreditation because you could pretty much do four supercar races and then get yourself a gig at Bathurst because they're going to need that many. Yeah, it's, it's an anomaly that only motorsport has. So the officials at, a, at an event are all volunteers. NRL, they're all paid. Um, any other sport you want to name, basically at professional level, they're all paid and yet uh, volunteers at, at race meetings all do the love of it. Well, I know you guys do love it, and it's great to have you back here on Inside Supercars in a volunteer capacity as per usual. It's been our pleasure. Couldn't have a bit of a chat about car racing for a change. Gary, the next edition of Auto Action Out is this Thursday. This Thursday. All right, so yeah. it's in New Stands now. Yeah, it's in Coles Supermarkets these days, garages, uh, Coles Express, and you can also, if you want to on a Wednesday, you can sign up and get it online. Uh, before you see it on the street. So many, many choices. And, of course, as I said before, half of the words you see on that page are written by no, Gary no, O'Brien. I get, a, I get a very small portion. <laughs> well, at least you've probably read most of them subbing them. <laughs> yeah, just the national section. Might mm. get a bit more when we go back to full-time racing. Just have to wait and see. Well, Lachlan, I could say to you, you can see more of your work on Nine Now. But of course, Kyle and Jackie O, Kiss FM Breakfast Show, you're back on there. And every Wednesday night, you've got your own web show on Insta. Indeed, a lockdown with Lockie, which is not just motorsport guests, I might add. I've had um, a few motorsport guests on there, but it's been all different people that I've been interviewing. It's it's very fun, it's very relaxed, and um, the lockdown with Lockie, it's been just something to do while everybody's in lockdown and doesn't have anything else to do. I'm just wondering when Gary gets his own show. Everyone everyone uh, else seems to have one, but, but no, Gary... I don't. <laughs> I'd rather just stay in the background. It suits me better. And uh, lockdown with Lockie on Instagram, 7 o'clock. You can get that one as well. So thanks very much for joining us, Lachlan Mansell. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Gary O'Brien. Thanks, Greg. It's been good to have a chat. That's all we've got time for this week on Inside Supercars. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more 
or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.